Welcome to the Old Man New Pilot Podcast. The adventures of an older man who's decided to learn how to fly. Episode 26, Planning for an Unplanned Diversion. 10th of November 2016. A couple of days after my uh, day of exams, I was back in the air. And this time the lesson was going to be on unplanned diversions. So let's say you're flying to an airfield and you get close and you ask for joining instructions and they say the runway's closed. Let's say a previous aircraft has had a problem there or, you know, just something's happened or they're doing some work on it and you didn't realise. Uh, in this case, you're already going to have a diversion airfield planned, aren't you? You are, aren't you? Because you're a serious pilot who does some preparation. Uh, you look at your plug, you look at the position you are, make your way to the new uh alternate route uh, you know your alternate runway okay that's not an unplanned diversion that is something that you have prepared for and know is coming up okay it's always a possibility everybody should do that I'm not sure everybody does but everybody should do that an unplanned diversion in is when you're not expecting to have to change plans but something happens in midair to make you have to alter your route so the typical thing here is of course the weather you know, we have a lot of weather in Britain uh, compared with the rest of the world, especially, well, certainly the rest of Europe. So you'll be flying along, you think, oh, you know, I'll head to point X. Ten miles on the way to point X, you look at it and you think, it doesn't look very good over point X. The cloud's very low, it's raining. I just don't want to go there anymore because it just doesn't look very nice. I mean, you might be able to get there fine, you might, you know. You might be able to fly there, but if it's miserable, visibility's not very good, you know, it's hazy, you might think, ah, oh, I'll head somewhere else. So what you need to do is is plan how you're going to get to your new place. So it's an unplanned diversion, but when you're in the air, you've got to plan for it. What you don't want to do is just think, okay, well, I'll go in this direction, because you will get completely lost, unless you're very smart and you, you know, have a fantastic... Uh, view of what you're flying over and you know exactly where you are you will get lost now if you fly over the same place all the time you're probably fine but if you're in a, a place that you've not been to before then you really need to to work out where you're going so very easy to do an unplanned diversion obviously sorry that's my sarcastic voice uh you look at your chart you pick a new spot that you're going to head towards and obviously you need to have considered if it's a weather diversion uh where the better weather is Put a circle around that spot on your chart using your marker pen. Draw a line using the ruler from your current position to the new destination. Measure the distance. Work out what the track is there using your protractor. Determine the actual heading. Uh, factoring in the wind strength and direction. Okay, now this stuff isn't that easy to do when you're on the ground when you're a student pilot. But when you're in the air and you've got to fly the plane at the same time, then it becomes real overload. First thing to remember is if you're in an aircraft and you're looking, you know, you need to change something, aviate, navigate, communicate. Very simple thing to remember, but the first bit of that is aviate. Don't have to navigate anywhere. You don't have to communicate with anyone if you are making sure that you aviate first. Okay, so that's, you know, watch your altitude watch the direction, watch the, the bank of your wings, make sure you're not going too steep, make sure you're not climbing or, de or descending too quickly. Okay, the first thing you need to do in unplanned diversion is know where you are. Now, again, you're following along on your chart as you're flying along. You should have a good idea where you are at any point. But if you're not sure, 
pick a spot that you know okay if you know there's a castle somewhere if you know there's a big house somewhere if you know there's a a series of uh, factories at an industrial estate or a shopping center just orbit that for a few minutes there's no rush it's not you're not having to do this because there's an emergency with the aircraft you're doing this because you don't like where you were originally heading and you want to go somewhere else it's possible to steer using your feet okay if you just push the right rudder down or the left rudder down the plane will naturally go into a turn so when you're trying to hold your chart and you're trying to hold your marker pen and you're trying to hold your protractor and you're trying to hold your ruler you probably find you've already run out of hands quite a bit before so you might not be able to actually grab hold of the yoke or the stick and uh, you know fly the plane conventionally so you've picked a spot you've drawn a circle around it with your marker the reason you do that is because you will have to look up every few seconds you know you can't keep your head in your chart for minutes at a time working out everything because you don't know what's going on out there you've got to keep looking and listening at all times just like when you're crossing the road when you're a kid then you need to draw a line from your current position which obviously you've already worked out because that's really important to the new destination measure that distance and what I found is that if you look at the, the last bit of your thumb, where the thumbnail lays up to the knuckle, then you're probably going to find on most adults it's about 9 or 10 miles on a 1 500,000 chart. Okay, go and measure it now. Get your ruler. See how far it is. If it's 9 miles, fine. If it's 10 miles, fine. So long as it's close enough for you to be able to good, give yourself a good idea of how far you've got to go. You don't have to use a ruler for that. Uh, measure the So you've measured the distance. You need to then factor in the track, okay? You need to work out what the track's going to be and factor in the wind speed. So let's say you make a simple one, you decide to head due east. Okay, that's fine. You head due east, you've measured it with your thumb and you know it's 10 miles. And you know that your aircraft does 120 knots. Okay, so you know it's gonna take you five minutes. However, you should already have an idea what the winds are in your current location. Nobody ever goes flying without checking the winds, do they? No, of course you don't. I can see that you're nodding your head. Okay, so you need to factor in the wind. Now, this is quite difficult to do, again, on the ground, using a, a CRP-1, you know, a flight computer. It's You're not going to want to do it in the air. You're not going to be doing your, your dot-up method when you're in the air. So what I use is, uh, I use something called a DP-1, and I'm sure there are other versions of this. Uh, it's a short ruler and a protractor, and it also has a, what they call a wind star on it. Now, this is a series of boxes that show at the you know eight different directions what your aircraft speed would be. So, if your aircraft speed is normally 100 and you're flying directly into wind, it will tell you, okay, you're now going to be going 90 or 80 knots or whatever. And it will also tell you how much you have to change your heading, uh, plus or minus, to get on the track that you expected. It's easier if you look at the the website oldmanupilot.com uh, and look at the the blog for the, the the posting for this blog then you find it much easier because I've done a picture of one and I've shown one filled in uh, there's an app called Windstar I think it's free or if not free it's very cheap makes it very easy to fill one of these in you can just print one off uh, there are websites you can go and people have done pre-printed ones where you just fill in the numbers just makes it so much easier I also on mine I put a little arrow showing where the wind's coming from just so I always know uh, and gives me a, you know, just gives me a little bit of a second comfort spot. Now these things here, when you're doing this, you probably find that once you're qualified, you're probably going to use a GPS all the time, 
and you might think, well, you know, I don't need that. You need it to do to pass your exam. Okay, on your skills test, you will be using that. Uh, and to be honest, it's something that I will continue to carry with me after qualifying because it's just so useful to be able to look at something quickly and say, oh yeah, okay, I need to be going that direction. Because when you're looking at, at your magenta line, you know, you're not looking around you, you're not really calculated, you don't know why you're doing it, you're just following it. And it's often it's easier just to head in a direction. And if you've got the uh, the DP1 filled in, you don't need to bother changing the magenta line until after you, you're settled on your new course. So I did a few of these on my lesson and they all went reasonably well. At first I was thinking, wow, this is impossible. But by the time I'd done two or three, I was like, okay, I can see what I need to do to make it as efficient as it can be. We headed back towards Gamston, over to the west, uh, to our left. Really, really dark black cloud, quite a long way away. I mean, 10, 15 miles away, I would have said at least. And uh, just looking out there, I happened to spot a bolt of lightning, casually mentioned it to Luke, and he just took over the plane and steered completely in the opposite direction. Uh, storms are definitely not something you want to get caught up in. Uh, uh, thunder and lightning is, is, you know, bad news for aircraft. Okay, hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, don't forget, like I say, check out the website, oldmannewpilot.com, and uh, post any questions you've got. And I'll speak to you again soon. Thanks very much. It's Carl saying bye.